Lord has given me a gift. Only one. I am the most complete fighter in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an Adkins adjacent bonus review, one that I am very, very excited to talk about uh, because this actually works on sort of two fronts as far as uh, how the Adkins adjacent series works. It is Adkins adjacent uh, distinctly because it co-stars Mikkel Shannon Jenkins, the great Turbo from Undisputed 3, but it is also very much a showcase for my other part-time series, The Future of Action, because it is a who's who of up-and-coming uh, future stunt people and action stars, uh, including uh, one of my very personal favorites uh, Yoshi Sadarsu who you will uh, listeners will recognize as coming up uh, as somebody that works a lot with Brian Sawyer former guest of the show uh, and so we are going to be doing a review of uh, the incredible uh, Tran Kwok Bao directed The Paper Tigers and to help me with this I decided to bring back somebody who I know y'all love and adore because I love and adore him Rob Antiquera, the Cinema Drunkie. Rob, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Mike. Thanks for having me uh, to, to discuss this this great, great movie. And uh, just wanted to say, uh, uh, feels good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were gone so long. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, right? Well, and I do want to just, for people listening, I do want to say uh, thank you uh, to everybody listening for all the love that that Rob and I got on our Ninja 2 episode. Uh, that was that was an episode that really seemed to resonate with a lot of you, and I know it resonated a lot with, with Rob and I, and so it was really heartwarming to see all the kind comments that everybody gave us about that episode, which is part of the reason I knew I needed to get you back on, because people love the drunkie, man, as I do as well. We just, we, we love you, you bastard. <laughs> thanks 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 man I, I really i really appreciated all that love too like it was uh you you premiered the the episode and i woke up uh uh afterwards and just like just an insane amount of love that you and me were getting for that one and it really had me feeling mushy all inside like oh they like me they really like me <laughs> but yeah 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 um i'm glad everyone enjoyed our discussion uh it uh we had a lot of love for that movie and of course obviously scott why you did the the show and uh i I think it really showed in that episode and um i'm glad everyone you know was able to resonate with it and yeah 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 the shout out to everybody who liked it uh we really we really appreciate it well, and I can't remember if I even told you, but the uh, particular, the the man who was the focus of that particular episode also had very kind things to say about it as well. So, um, so that was, that was nice to hear as well. I always like it when I, I get feedback from Scott that's like, loved the episode because uh, I'm sure there's been some that he hasn't loved because I haven't always been the kindest to some of his movies. So, um, but, uh, and the reason I bring this up folks listening is because I, I, I think if you've listened to that episode, you get a sense that when Rob and I really love something, 
we really tend to love something. And so you're probably going to get a sense of how this review is going to go. Um, as always, what we'll do is we will go spoiler free for a few minutes and then I will give everybody ample heads up that we're going to transition into spoilers and then we'll go full spoilers. So if you just want to know what we think of the movie, listen for a few minutes and then you can pause it, check the movie out and then come back and hear what we have to say. This isn't going to be a full like two hour episode. This is just going to be a quick review episode. Uh, but w- you know, I watched this and and just I knew I needed to do a review of it after I saw it. I mean, I was already kind of planning on it because of Mikel, but I knew I needed to do a review of this. So, Rob, I will start with you. Give me your initial thoughts and feelings about the Paper Tigers. Oh, uh, well, I, I was really anticipating this movie uh, after I first found out about it. Um, I, uh, I'm a big fan of Marshall Club who appear in this film, uh, specifically Andy and Brian Lee, uh, the, the two brothers in a uh, Marshall club. Uh, they had did a reaction, uh, video to it on their, their YouTube channel. And that's how the film first came onto my radar. And, uh, I know, uh, our buddy, uh, Lee Golden from film combat syndicate, you know, we, that man really has his finger on the pulse of what's going on in martial arts action cinema all around the world. And he was able to see it, uh, a preview screening, I think, at a, at a festival, like a, a, an online festival, you know, because it took place during uh, COVID uh, last year. And he wrote a, uh, a really good review of it. And I know majority of the time, uh, if Lee likes a movie, I, I know I will like it. So... I was really, really like, yeah, I got to see this. I got to see this. And, and the trailer looked fantastic. So I was blessed with the opportunity to watch a screener for it so I could write a review for it for ultimateactionmovies.com. Um, and I immediately, uh, like, I may have been like 20, 30 minutes into it, and I was like, oh, I love this movie. I love this movie. Um, pretty much because I, I resonated with it wholeheartedly i like mike let me tell you i felt this movie in my soul a long time so this movie really spoke to me on the level that most haven't in this day and age like and yeah like it, it's just i i really really loved it it was it was utterly fantastic and and joyful and wonderful uh heart you know the wrenching at times if you will uh, for lack of a better term. And yeah, the, I, I, I think it's utterly fantastic movie. So I realized I'm being a very bad uh, reviewer here uh, because I want to come back on why it resonated with you. And, and that maybe we better say, it's better to say that for spoilers, but I just realized yeah, yeah. there's people listening who I, I haven't done a decent job of actually even saying what the movie is about. So let me do that. Knowing, oh. knowing how much Rob likes it. Um, so the movie basically stars uh, Alan or Elaine, and I'm I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his last name right. Elaine Yui, uh, Ron Yuan, and Mikhail Shannon Jenkins as the Tigers. They were three Danny, Hing, and Jim. They were three teenage martial arts badasses who were trained by this very uh, taciturn Sifu played by uh, Roger Yuan, uh, and. Uh, Danny, especially they called him Danny eight hands because he was just, he was so fast and he was so good. And where the movie really picks up 
is with these three characters in their 40s uh, looking like me. Uh, and, and, you know, they've lost... Danny is is now in a world where he's he works in insurance. He's a, an absentee father to his son. Uh, he's married to the job. Uh, Hing uh, suffered a, a debilitating knee injury, so he's basically living on disability and, and hasn't. And then Jim is essentially working as a trainer at, a, at an MMA gym, but he's not like the big guy at the gym. He's just one of the guys. None of these guys have achieved what they thought they were going to when they were 17 years old. And, and that is really kind of the crux of it. Uh, and what ends up happening is uh, their seafood dies. And this isn't a spoiler. This is literally the trailer of the movie. Their seafood dies. And they find out that there may have been mysterious circumstances. And so the tigers reunite to essentially try and figure out what happened to their Sifu and discover if they still have any fight left in them. Uh, and... Uh, it, ultimately determining whether you know are they are they the tigers or are they as the title of the movie says the paper tigers um this is a movie for me i watched it i too was lucky enough to get a strainer thank you well go uh because i had i told them because of the connection i wanted to do a review and they were kind enough to provide me with a screener i watched it tuesday night and i liked it uh i liked it quite a bit um Wednesday morning, I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I liked mm-hmm. it more. And then Thursday, I liked it more. I have not stopped thinking about this movie since I watched it Tuesday night, and it has only continued in four days to go up and up and up in my esteem. Uh, because when I initially watched it, I, I, I will say one complaint that I do have, and it's a minor one, is I, the movie runs an hour and 50 minutes, and I think it's maybe just a a touch flabby and I was kind of feeling that when I was watching it Tuesday night in particular because you know Rob as you know I mean hashtag first world problems but uh, because we're lucky enough to get these screeners but as you know watching these movies on screeners is usually the like worst possible way to try and watch a movie I mean my your name is like emblazoned in big letters right across the screen and (laughs) you can only watch it on your computer you know I ended up casting it to my tv but the the degradation and quality was staggering so Mm -hmm. you tend to feel I think a little bit the more negative aspects of a movie when you're watching it in that environment um and so it felt a little a little flabby to me. But the problem was, is, like you mentioned, the characters, as a dude in his mid-40s who is fat, who is out of shape, who is happy with his life, but certainly isn't, you know, I'm, I'm much happier than the characters in this movie with my life. But I'm certainly also not the man that I thought I was going to be when I was 17. And that kind of stuff, it just, it gets under your skin and it, it sticks with you in this movie and for it to be done too with, with a predominantly uh, minority cast, you know, we've got uh, Alain UA or UAE is uh, I think he's Filipino. Uh, Ron Yuan's Chinese. Uh, Mikhail Shannon Jenkins is, is black. You know, there's, there's like no white people in this movie. And so for it to be, 
done with a minority cast, minority creators, uh, diverse filmmakers, uh, but to also be able to use those very unique experiences because so much of this, um, Bao has said, you know, was based on his life growing up. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure that they ever called him eight hands, but, you know, just his experience growing up in Seattle and stuff like that. To, to use those unique characteristics to tell such a universal story is really fucking hard to pull off and really fucking hard to pull off as well as this movie does it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I will say there, there, uh, there is uh, one white person in there, and that's uh, Matthew, uh, Mister Master Ken himself, Matthew Pages, uh, the the the, the grown up Carter. Right, uh, I, right, right. How could I forget Carter? Uh, sorry, you're right. Carter is, and Carter's a fundamental. He's an important part of this movie. So I mean, he is, he is, he is there. But but you know, the way they use Carter is also incredibly interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I will have thoughts on uh, Carter's character when we get into spoilers. Um, you mentioned Andy and Brian Lee from Marshall Club. We also do have to talk about really quick and bring up that uh, the fight choreography and action director is the great, great, great Ken uh, Kitagua, who... Uh, starred in and helped do the action design of uh, Unlucky Stars. Mm -hmm. But if anybody has watched the most recent Art of Action uh, with um, Latif Crowder, uh, he, Ken, was also one of the founding members of Zero Gravity Stunts, which is also uh, the group that that Latif Crowder was part of, and that's also the group that sort of... uh, heavily influenced the stunt scene in Oakland. Dennis rule was involved in them. I don't know if Eric Jacobus was actually involved with them, but certainly the stunt people, you know, grew out of zero gravity. So, I mean, he is, he's one of those names that I feel like a lot of action fans don't necessarily know that well, but they really should because he has been behind the scenes, just doing it for 20 years now and doing it great every time he does it. Um, he also plays a major character in this movie uh, that we won't get into until we get into spoilers. Yeah, 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 most definitely. Also, uh, uh, Sam Loeb uh, was also uh, the second new director and uh, um, action designer, I believe, also uh, on, on the film, who also came from Zero Gravity. And he, he's also a legend too. So uh, it was great to see like the, you know, them from, from their humble beginnings and zero gravity doing the stuff on, you know, those, those old timey cameras, like, uh, like, like I used to do me and Mac used to do back in the day and, you know, get to do, you know, really quality stuff like this, you know, a major motion picture and show off the stuff and like what they were capable of doing back then. And, you know, show it off now, which I, I think it's great. Yeah, no, it it absolutely is. As soon as I started watching this and saw um, Yoshi Sudarso show up as the young Danny, I was like, oh, okay, this is a movie made by people who uh, love this genre. You know, and, and, and folks, make no mistake, this isn't really what I would call an action movie. It's certainly much more of a comedy. It's an action comedy, but... As I said on Twitter, you know, if you're expecting uh, and some people thought I was criticizing the movie for this, so I had to clarify it. I'm not criticizing the movie for it at all. But if you are expecting some undisputed three 
Larnell Stovall type, you know, flips and uh, zero, you know, gravity defying stunts and stuff like that. That's not this movie. And this movie, that's not this movie's point. This movie isn't interested in those kind of stunts. But when I see somebody like Yoshi Sadarsu show up 10, you know, five minutes into a movie, I'm already got, I, like, I'm already in the back. Like, like if you're casting Yoshi, I'm already in the bag for your movie because, uh, he's, he's uh, absolutely amazing. He is, you know, my favorite. I mean, Brian works with all sorts of great screen fighters and, and martial artists, but there's something about Yoshi that I find so just cinematically, um, appealing for lack of a better term and not just because the dude is hot although he is an incredibly attractive man but he he's just got he's got it he's got that it thing uh that you're looking for in stars so i really hope he ends up blowing up even bigger you know and this this can only help him even though he's a small part of the movie uh he dazzles because he's the one that has to really do you know he's playing teen Danny when Danny was Danny Eight Hands, not as they call him later in the movie Danny No Hands because he's old and not hasn't practiced martial arts for a long time. You know mm-hmm. Yoshi's really got to do the real martial arts stuff, and and he looks terrific doing it. Oh yeah, most definitely. He has to. It, it's his job to set up the legend of Danny Eight Hands. Like you know, we we have to see what what made Danny so great that you know his reputation would precede him and his, it well into his later years. So so like you know yeah that definitely was left up to him. But yeah he 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 really astonishes like in the in the brief scenes that he has. And not just you know fighting wise but you know like screen presence wise. I definitely agree with you that I, I hope that it, it you know this leads to him getting something else which you know leads to him getting the recognition that he deserves because he's fantastic. One last cast member I do kind of want to shout out is, is showing up. He's a producer on the movie. Uh, he shows up uh, very briefly in a fairly hilarious role. The great uh, Yuji Okamoto uh, from Karate Kid and Cobra Kai fame, among other things. Shout out to his role in, in uh, Albert Pune's Nemesis. He shows mm. up uh, just, I think, he just every time he showed up, he just he just made me giggle. Um, and, and and I I thought it was a nice touch because you know you and I talked offline a little bit about this. Uh, the thing that this movie most reminds me of, and, and it's its own thing. I'm not I'm not trying to compare it, other than to say that the vibe that it generates is very similar to the vibe that I get from Cobra Kai. Uh, of where are you at in life? when you're old and you are a hot shit young teen and what does, you know, and what does martial arts mean to you in your forties? You know, um, what does it mean to you when you're an insurance salesman or, uh, you know, a car dealer or, you know, uh, and so I think they play, I, I, I will just say, again, this is its own thing. It's unique. It's certainly, and I'm in no way, shape, or form saying it's in any way derivative of Cobra Kai. I'm just yeah. saying if you fill the vibe of Cobra Kai, I think there is a high likelihood you will you will groove on this movie as well. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, I've actually uh, already seen uh, 
uh, on online, like in the trailer section on YouTube, uh, the trailer for the movie, that people was like, oh, this looks like a Cobra Kai ripoff. And uh, no, no. Like, yeah, it, it's got that same vibe, but like everything you just stated uh, are, you know, comparisons of merit. But I think that's where the comparisons end because this is very much its own thing. Uh, also, um, I'm pretty sure this film was in development way before Cobra Kai because uh, there's a, a proof of concept short that uh, the director Tran um, shot in 2015 with Andy Lee and uh, Ken uh, Kitagua uh, called The Challenger. Uh, uh, they shot that in uh, early 2015, which I believe is two years before Cobra Kai went into development. Uh, so, you know, so there goes your, your uh, oh, this is a Cobra Kai ripoff thing. <laughs> Nine years this movie was in development. Nine years it took them. There, there is, there is some great stuff uh, that Bao has put out about trying to get this movie made, uh, going to going to you know financiers and and them talking about i love kung fu where they fly around and all of that stuff and he says yeah except no mm-hmm. we're, you know we're gonna show them struggling with gravity not defying it uh and then but then also saying he would get it from the opposite side of sort of uh, you know asian americans telling them you know, you're 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 just stereotyping us again, and 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 stuff like that. Um, and and these are all from his press notes. I'm not putting words in his mouth. So they ultimately, as he says, if your tribe doesn't find you, go out and build it. So they turned to Kickstarter. They they locally financed the movie, uh, and so they ended up finally being able to pull it together and put it together. And uh, you know, as he says, um we want that blue haired grandma in Iowa who has not a mean bone in her body, uh, to root, uh, for Danny by the end of the movie. And, and I mean, ultimately that's what this movie is about. This movie is about saying that your, your, your life doesn't necessarily have to be what it's been chosen to be. Uh, you know, you, you can change your life, even if you're old, even if you're out of shape, even if you're over the hill or not who you thought you were going to be, you can still do more, um, which is something that I think really resonates. But yeah, you're right. Anybody saying this is a Cobra Kai knockoff is this is such a surface. And I, I feel bad making the comparison, but I make it because it resonates with you know like you said rob it resonates in your soul and cobra kai resonated in my soul and this one does too and they resonate for me in the same way but they're not the same thing one is not a knockoff of the other and i don't i i just i need to make that point clear to people listening i'm using it as an analogy but it's not i'm not saying it is cobra kai and i'm certainly not saying it's a cobra kai knockoff absolutely absolutely it's definitely not all right, well, Rob, we're we're about twenty minutes in, so let's uh, let me just ask you this. I think it's pretty clear, uh, but would you recommend uh, the Paper Tigers to people? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, most definitely. Um, like you said, uh, it, it, definitely. If if you dig Cobra Kai, you definitely dig this. But even if not, uh, I, I still think you dig this. This is a really solid. Uh, heartwarming funny you know dramatic uh martial arts the uh, comedy drama 
and it, it, it works for me the the majority of the time. The, I guess when we get to spoilers, uh, we'll talk about any issues we had, but the issues I had were very little, minor, minute, uh, if you will. Uh, I think this is an incredibly solid movie, and I highly recommend it. Yep, I do too. I, I think, uh, I know it's a big weekend, you know, Wrath of Man is opening up, but... I really think if you listen to this show, you're going to have all the time in the world to see Wrath of Man. Um, support this one. You know, and you don't have to choose. Go see both movies this weekend, frankly. But Or, you know, if you're, not, if you're like me and you're not comfortable going to theaters, at least you can VOD this one. Um, but yeah. there were, there were tears. I mean, I, I seriously, I had tears in my eyes by the end of this movie. Like I said, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it for four days. I... I adore this thing. I am just so over the moon for this movie. Um, This is, you know, I had tweeted that the major action movies uh, that have come out this year, nobody without remorse, friggin' Mortal Kombat, uh, they'd all left me varying degrees of empty because they all just seem so hollow and cynical to me. Uh, You know, and, and this one is the opposite of cynicism it is heart and it is passion and it is love and it is just uh it is a bunch of people making a movie that they really believe in and really want to be successful and they have something to say and that's so rare in the action genre you know i love action movies but a movie with this much heart just hanging it all out there while still managing to give you very satisfying, you know, martial arts fight scenes and stuff like that is so rare uh, that I I can't recommend this one highly enough, folks. This is this is I'm going to put it out there right now. There is a real possibility this ends up on my 10 best of the year list by the end of the year. That's how much I loved this thing. Same, same. Uh, absolutely. 100 percent of everything. So with that, uh, we are going to transition into spoilers so that Rob and I can talk a little more in detail about the movie. So uh, if you are listening and you want to see Paper Paper Tigers and care about spoilers, go ahead and hit stop now. I'm going to count us in, uh, and uh, then you can come back and and listen to what we have to say. So spoilers in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right, Rob, you said this resonated with your soul. What about it resonated? Um, just the whole thing about, uh, like you said earlier, getting older, and you know, you know, your your your. It seems like your best years were behind you. Like the, being content with your life as is at the at this present moment, but feeling like maybe you missed something in, like back in those days. You know, the the good times, as me and Mac like to call it. And but what I like about it, it's not like a sense of regret. Like, you know, there's no like when you mentioned Cobra Kai, like the, the differences lie in there was where Johnny seems to to like that whole oh, I just want to go back kind of aspect to it, where it's like they don't necessarily want to go back. Like they, they love those times. Uh they had great times back then, but they have all moved on in life. And while they're content, you know, it's just like uh uh, you know. It's not about, oh, I wish I can go back to when I had it. So like, it's more, do I still have it? Do I have what it, you know, takes to, you know, to do what needs to be done? And, and especially where in a in a area where everything has passed us by. 
you know so it's just uh like that that all that stuff resonated with me so much um uh particularly <laughs> um the scene where the three tigers they they confront um the three uh younger fighters uh in in the pool area and uh you know uh, Danny gets challenged to Baymo and uh he he's fighting uh, he's fighting the senior member and uh he uh he, he's getting the shit kicked out of him for a bit but like he he seems like he's starting to feel it and uh <laughs> he goes to throw like a a, a spinning heel kick and, and his leg pops <laughs> and, and and that's it that's really it for Danny in, in, in the fight and it's like um it, it, that one particularly resonated with me because uh, me, me and Mac are planning to, to to start doing some videos for for our YouTube channel, like you know, and uh, like let's see what we could do it like we did it back in the old days, you know. And uh, I've I've been stretching and and uh, uh, you know trying to get uh, get back into the old shape, if you will. And uh, I I was stretching in particular one day and uh the next morning i woke up with the most incredible pain in my tailbone like right above the ass meat and it's just like oh you know like to the point where like i had to fucking uh 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 miss an episode of my other podcast uh the house that screams because i was so much pain i couldn't sit down to record the episode i had to basically lay on my stomach in the bed for the remainder of the day so it's like yeah, and then I think I watched. I ended up watching uh, Paper Tigers the 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 next day or the day after that, and it was just like, oh, I feel you, Danny. I feel you. <laughs> yep, I'm absolutely. Well, as you know, you know, I I threw my back out a couple weeks ago because I stupidly was moving something and I bent and twisted, and the whole thing just went you know and so it is uh, yeah i mean i relate so this is one of those movies where i do wonder if younger people will get as much out of it i mean it's definitely a movie made we are the target audience for this movie right guys who used to be fairly cool and fairly badass and are not anymore and so we are we are that that target audience um I, I love, too, that you brought that up about regret, because one of the things with Cobra Kai is it's so much about toxic nostalgia, you know, the, the way nostalgia destroys us. This isn't that. This isn't about toxic nostalgia, but it's also not about the value of, you know, it's not looking back. Because like you said, they're, they, they're fully aware they're in their 40s. It's not about going back. It's not about Danny becoming Danny Eight Hands again, necessarily. It's about Danny realizing that there's room in his life for his job and his estranged wife and his son and martial arts, right? That, that, that he's There's room in his life for all of it. And what he's ultimately been doing is denying half of who he is. He's never mm-hmm. going to be... You know, the Tigers are never going to be the badasses they were 30 years ago again. That That's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is, but they can still be. You know, I, I love the end where we get, you know, Hing, he's the only one that, that uh, Sifu Chung taught 
the the medicine to and he had yeah. stopped doing it right because he was working and he didn't show up and, and 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 we get at the end he's you know he's doing free clinics for people who can't afford themselves and uh, or can't afford the treatment you know so it is one of those things where it's like there's room for them to be both and that's what i love about this movie is it's Father Time is undefeated. It comes for us all. Nobody is going to stay the young badass forever. I mean, uh, you know, you just listen to my conversations with Scott about how many times he hurts himself and how many times, you know, how even though that man is arguably in peak physical condition, he's also my age and has to be fully aware of some of the things he might have been able to do 30 years ago or not 30 years ago, but 10 years ago, he can't do anymore because he's going to hurt himself. Right. Father time comes for all of us, but that doesn't mean we have to just give up and let it take us. And I think that's really kind of one of the major points of this movie is that, you know, you can't beat father time, but you also don't have to let him win easily. If that makes sense. No, no, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you there. Uh, I like that you brought up, Scott, because I remember when you guys were discussing uh, The Shepherd, and uh, he was saying his disappointment in uh, how when they were trying to design the, the big fight with him and Van Damme at the end of that, that Van Damme wasn't really, you know, uh, uh, in agreement with them, like the choreography they wanted to do, which disappointed him. And now being, you know, an older uh, man, you know, uh, with going on in his career, he understands what uh, Van Damme was talking about, what he meant and why he didn't want to do it that way. Because, you know, he said, you know, uh, you pick up so many injuries and stuff and, you know, you're just not that young guy anymore. So you can't really do it like you used to. You know, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. And he said, now I get it. I get it now. You know, and it, uh, He's much more sympathetic to, to what Van Damme was talking about when they when they were doing that. And yeah, um, yeah, like uh, it's you know that that whole uh, it's not but not it's not advocating like uh, you know you have to be young at heart because it, it's it's making a point that it's okay to, to to get older, but don't lose yourself in the process. Like you know, like like you said, you you could still do everything you wanted to, but you know, just know that you know, uh, wisdom comes with maturity and, you know, the, and that's that's a whole lesson that Danny finds out, you know, where, uh, I I really loved it. Like, uh, especially the, at the end where the, the very end of the movie, which shows that, you know, now, not only has he picked back up, uh, training Kung Fu, uh, he's now training his son who he refused to train throughout the entirety of the movie. Like his son was asked, teach me, you know, teach me Kung Fu. And he's like, no, you know, Cause he's just, he's past all that. And now he realizes that, uh, you know, like, like you said, I don't have to let that side of me go, you know? And, uh, essentially the, the, the student, the disciple became the teacher in, in the essence, especially during the, the, the final fight, uh, which, I, which I wanted to talk about because that's really the one aspect of the movie I love was, uh, the, the final fight, especially what, uh, Danny learns of himself and, or, Something that he always knew, but like you know, I, I, the, the Danny's probably the most obviously he's you know the, the 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 main character, if you will, but he's probably the most important character in the movie. Uh, 
and 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 I, I love the arc that that he takes, like that his character takes in it, and the yeah, uh, I I love all aspects of of that stuff and and the whole entire movie. Like that's the stuff that resonated with me the most. All that you know was just no no regrets, no regrets. Like you know, yeah, getting old sucks, but there's no regrets in getting older and more mature and and wising up. But just don't lose sight of who you once was. You know, it's just never forget where you came from kind of thing. And and that's one of the reasons why I really loved it. Well, that's the thing that I like is is the th- all three of them, but in particular Danny, they're old, but they're not wise. And over the yeah. course of the movie, what happens is they stay old. Like, like they do a really good job. I think in that last fight of, you know, if you've even throughout the movie, they're establishing, uh, Ken's character, uh, Jen fan as this martial arts badass. And even during the last fight, I mean, from a skill to skill standpoint, he's got Danny beat. Uh, there's no question. They don't try and turn Danny into, they don't, turn him back into Yoshi Sadarso, right? He's not yeah. really Danny eight hands again. He's, he's, he's a new Danny, but he's wiser now. And so he's able to sort of, yes, he's able to outfight, but he also is able to outthink. Like I love, I love so fucking much, uh, that, you know, there's the three, the first round Danny gets to attack Zhen Fan. The second round, Zhen Fan attacks Danny, and the third round is a free for all. And in the second round, all Danny does is run away. Like that's wise. <laughs> that's smart. Like normally you would be like, "Oh, come on," but I'm like, "No!" Like he's fighting a guy that is clearly his superior. He needs to run away. That's the smart thing to do. Um, you know, and it it is funny, but it's also really resonant because it shows that Danny's not going into this fight seeking vengeance uh because of course we know you know hing shows up and and gets his ass kicked and and so danny's pissed off but he's not actually seeking vengeance he's seeking to stop somebody he's seeking to stop a bully and 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 his only goal is to stop a bully it's not to establish that he's back to being danny eight hands or that he's this amazing fighter again or anything like that his one goal is to stop the bully and he uses everything in his ability including meditation including running including whatever he can to stop the bully that's wisdom you know that's not being a badass that's being wise and and i really love how the movie ties all that together at the end of the movie. Yeah. What what I also love about that end fight is that uh, he he says earlier in the film that the the reason why he was able to get the best of of so many of the the, the fighters is because he can feel, like, through the wind, he can feel uh, the moves they were about to use before they even happened, and they kind of showcase that uh and in, in, in his earlier fight where, where he's still trying to you know trying to get see if he still has it like when he fights uh carter or when he's training with the the tennis ball and then it finally you know comes back to him during his fight with uh, uh zentran um and what i liked about that is that that's a technique that came to him naturally it wasn't something that sifu actually taught him which which, which I really like because the, the biggest fear is that, uh, you know, the, the one thing that was Danny was proud of was that he was like the true heir apparent to Sifu's like clan because, you know, he has the burn. 
And then he finds out that this other guy has it too. And then, oh shit, Sifu had uh, another disciple. And he taught him uh, poison fingers, which is something he never taught them. So they're like, oh shit, you know, it, it kind of leaves them at a loss. It, it's kind of very like uh, cataclysmic uh, emotional feeling to Danny. Because, you know, he thought he was the, the, the true heir apparent, but now also this he finds out this guy is it. And then this guy used poison fingers to uh, to kill Sifu. And, you know, like that was a, the technique he never taught them. But I like the fact that he beats him with something that came to him naturally, all his own. So it's like not only does he surpass this guy, but he kind of also surpasses Sifu in essence, where it's like, you know, that the, the student now becomes the master, you know, and and, and, and I really love that. I, I really love that where it's just like, no, this was something all his own, you know, uh, and to the point where it's like now, you know, and it's like you said, it's it's not he's not trying to return to oh the return of Danny Eight Hands. He realizes that's way past the front, but then he realizes he now has um, an obligation to, to maybe to you know show show this because you are the master now, you know, you really have taken the you know the the foothold, and now you're the the teacher. And instead of like, you know, trying to go back to that, he decides, okay, I'm going to finally teach my son that stuff because, you know, he realizes his son is, you know, has a good heart to him because obviously he gets into a fight earlier in the film where he gets beat up, you know, trying to defend one of his friends. And, you know, he said this, this kid has earned that position where, you know, I could help him better himself and defend himself. And I, I, I yeah, like that, that shit I really love. That shit I really, really love. I, I love that, that that kind of stuff. And that one really, that whole point where it's just like Danny in that one fell swoop. Really like, it's almost like very last dragon, you know, the who's the master? I am, you know, but like he, he feels it. It comes naturally in the fight, like, you know, as he sees the blows before they happen and he like, he closes his eyes. He doesn't see them. He feels them, you know? I love that shit. Yeah, no, I, I do too. That's one of the things that I love. I love that they set that up. That It's like, you know, for the most part, this is a very grounded sort of real world type martial arts movie, but they do give that little bit of the nod to that Danny almost has a, a superpower, you know, and they use the, the, the filmmaking technique. The first time I remember seeing it is in uh, Fist of Fury, when Bruce starts yes. moving his fists, you know, and obviously they, they reference, they homage it in, in the last dragon. Actually, the last dragon's a hell of a pairing with this movie that the, those two would play back to back fucking terrifically. Um, but yeah, but I also love too, that the end is, is, you know, the whole point is, is the loser's supposed to get thrown off the roof of this building. And, and Danny doesn't do that. He incapacitates, uh, Zenfon, but then like dials nine one one and leaves the phone there, you know. So it's like, and, and basically calls bullshit on this whole because there's been a running theme throughout the movie too of of sort of the martial arts cliche of of challenge matches. You know, that's uh, we'll get to Carter here in just a sec because that's how Carter and Danny know each other because Carter keeps challenging Danny and he can't beat him. And, you know, and the idea of my Gung Fu is stronger than your Gung Fu and stuff like that. And after Danny finally beats, and that's what Zen Fan's doing. You know, he's challenging all the masters, right? He's challenging all the other dojos and academies and, and schools. And 
Danny beats him and basically just, I don't remember the exact line, but more or less just calls bullshit on all of it. And, Mm -hmm. and really does drive home the point that martial arts isn't about violent aggression. It is about a, a, a state of being a peace of mind and yes, defending the defenseless when necessary, but not, it's never to be used. And that, that that's a big character arc because the reason that Danny and Sifu Chung have a falling out is because Danny's going to Japan to compete. And, and right. Sifu Chung thinks that that's, you know, that's a misuse of his abilities. Um, and, and so this movie's so meticulously, it's so funny for a movie that feels so sort of, and I don't mean this in a negative, lackadaisical and it's pacing and it just kind of goes from scene to scene and stuff like that. When you think back on it, the way it is so meticulously plotted out so that everything has thematic resonance is really fucking brilliant. Like this movie is so much smarter than it initially seems kind of at first glance. Uh, at least it felt that way to me. I, I really, like I said, I've been picking it apart for four days. Not picking it apart like picking at the negatives, but just trying to pull all these threads that I'm are floating around in my head uh, for four days. Because, right. yeah, yeah, it's it's a winner. Um, let's talk Carter. Because we got to talk Carter. <laughs> oh, Carter. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, you want to start? You want me to? <laughs> I just think Carter's interesting because he is, you know, he does end up sympathetic by the end of the movie for the most part. I he think. does. Um, he does. But he's very, he is very much. And, and, and maybe I resonated with Carter perhaps a little bit more than other people might. This is, this is why I do like that Carter is in there because as a unbelievably staggeringly blindingly any whiter I'd be transparent white guy uh, who has <laughs> a massive affinity for various aspects of, of Asian culture, Asian history, Asian cinema. Um, you know, I've never been Carter bad by any means. Like I'm not a fucking weeb, but like I, I also understand there is a, a bit of a part of me that, that Carter resonated because Carter so clearly loves this world. He loves being a martial artist. He loves everything about it, right? The, the honor and the ritual and all of that stuff. And he's so mad that the Tigers, who never really seem to take it all that seriously, especially Danny, um, have all this success and are so much better than him. And it, it I, like, I get Carter. I mean, clearly he is the, he is the comic relief. Hing is, is the main comic relief, but that's mostly verbal. The movie doesn't really make fun of Hing, but for his, his, his toupee. Um, but it, the movie does make fun a lot of Carter, but I also somewhat feel like it's sympathetically making fun of him. Like it gets, like they get Carter in this movie. He's not just there to be a punching bag. They do understand somebody like Carter. Um, but I have a feeling you might, you might feel more strongly about it than I do. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I agree with everything you're saying about the character of Carter. Like, absolutely. Like, uh, like, uh, 
when when we first because we see Carter before as a as a team with like when they're showing like the the video footage of all the fights they used to do, and uh they yeah they 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 definitely made fun of Carter because he would come in in you know traditional um Chinese uh, uh attire, and they just thought that that was hilarious, and then they would beat the shit out of him. And, you know he would continuously challenge them, and they would continuously beat him, specifically Danny. Um, and then we see him years later at Sifu's funeral, and uh, they show up in like you know uh, uh, cheap suits, and he's furious. He's furious because you know this is the, this is their Sifu, this is their master, and, and they they show up late at you know uh, uh, with a ceremony that they should have been in charge of, you know. Uh, but him and his his master are are in charge of it, and uh, he's just absolutely furious at them, you know. And like, yeah, like he's furious at, the, at them for for you know taking it where he seems taking advantage of, you know, the opportunity they had in in the kung fu community, and th that really rubs him the wrong way, you know. And also, uh, uh, you know, he's he's a little bit petty, you know, so he puts them in a situation where uh, you know. Which brings them back to him, so he's allowed to get the revenge that he's always wanted for all the years that they kicked the shit out of him. So uh, I, I, I have no problem with him as a character. It's uh, uh, and I love Master Ken, but um, I, 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 I don't want to say miscast, but I feel like at, at times, specifically during the big fight scene where where they all fight, where it's like you, you, he seems to be in in another movie, like. Like it, to me, he portrayed it a little too cartoonishly comedic, where it's like the the comedy throughout the rest of the movie. Like it's funny, but it's like more grounded, like situational comedy. And he's just he's he's doing shtick, you know. And that's what's like kind of like <sighs> okay, you know. He, he but plays I, it. I, he plays it very broad. There's no question. Yeah. He's playing it very. But he is by far and away the broadest, um, the broadest performance in the movie he's he's really going over the top yeah he's 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 doing master ken you know and 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 his movies like they do like the 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 hard cuts of the close-ups to him and it's like you're 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 kind of just doing master ken here and, and like like i love master ken i love his videos like so his videos let me, me so much joy. yeah let me stop you right there for people that don't know uh who are listening explain explain enter the dojo explain master ken uh, Master Ken is a uh, um, uh, uh, a martial arts teacher who um, does these videos where he comes up with insane techniques, if you will, if you could call them techniques and how to defend yourself, which is usually just finding ways to beat the shit out of his assistants. <laughs> and like uh, well, one particular uh, favorite uh, video of mine that they did was a. Uh, He's teaching you how to, to defend yourself against somebody in a wheelchair because uh, he misread the 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 um the request that somebody uh, requested to learn how to defend yourself if you're in a wheelchair, and he took that as defending yourself against somebody <laughs> in a wheelchair. So that's the kind of stuff you get from uh, Mastican and his videos. And they're 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 great videos if you can find it at the dojo and stuff. It's it's really hilarious stuff. I, I just I just think that it, that kind of um, uh, comedic aspect, like you said, very broad. Master Ken here with another secret street. 
Well, sorry, I, I was pulling it up and it, it autoplayed. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah it, it may not have been the right choice for me. And uh, I mean, and, and from my opinion, point of view, the, the right choice because he seems to be somewhere, somewhere else in another movie or like in another, in one of his own videos, as opposed to like what everyone else is doing. But that's just me. That's just me. No, I, I don't think it, it bothered me quite as much as you, but I agree with all of those criticisms. He's definitely playing Master Ken, and and I, I again, apologize for that uh, that sound clip, folks. I, I'm, I'm turning this episode around fast, so I'm probably not going to bother editing that out, so I'm just going to apologize. But, uh, but um, yeah, he is definitely broad. What I do like, in, in some of this, I think, is a bit lost because of the performance is when we find out that he backed down from, uh, the challenge, uh, you know, uh, from, uh, Zen Fon's challenge. Yeah. You know, what, what I do like about that is it shows that he is, while somebody who deeply loves this stuff, he's never internalized it the way that Danny did. You know, and that's really what sets him and the Tigers apart is he does love the ritual. He loves the pomp and the circumstance and all all of that stuff. But he's never actually internalized what it means to practice Kung Fu. And that is what I think really contrasts him with Danny because while Danny has forgotten it, Danny understands inherently that robes and sashes and medals and bows and things like that aren't what it really is about. It's really more about a way of life, a way of being, and again, using your power to protect the powerless, which is something that Carter likes to pride himself on thinking he can do, but there's no way that he ever would because he wouldn't have backed down from the fight with Zen Fon. If, right. if he really believed that he was there to protect the powerless. And so I do think right. while he's a broad performance, the character is essential to the movie. No, absolutely. And he, he eventually realizes that when, um, cause it's obvious that Danny can't beat Zenfon, but Danny's going to fight him anyway. And, uh, uh, Carter realizes that. And, and she's like, you know, you you are the better man out of the two of us. Uh, I f- I forget the actual line. It was like when um, uh, what uh, the the virtue the man does he's virtue with the uh, he becomes the teacher. I, I I totally forget the line, but it's a good line. I'm sorry I fucked it up. Um, but yeah, like uh, Carter makes that realization and he realizes yeah, Danny is the better uh, out of the two of us because he really looked at Danny as his nemesis because he never could beat Danny. And then when he finally does beat Danny, he beats uh, a pass away past his prime Danny. And he thinks it's like, you know, this major victory. But then he realized he took advantage of Danny's, you know, the fact that Danny's just been out of practice for so long and all that stuff. And, you know, yeah, he backed down from the fight, the the, the challenge. But Danny's not going to. Danny's going to go over there. And he's going he's to fight this guy, you know, and he's probably going to lose. Like he even says it during the fight. I can't beat him, you know. Uh, where where Jim makes him realize uh, it's, it's not about uh, being like you know just she's like the, don't punk out on me now don't punk out on me this time and you know with with uh, Carter realizing that then you know it's like oh, okay okay I, I see what it's all about and yeah 
he he is he is the better man, and he he finally gives him the respect, you know. And yeah, uh, Carter is very much uh, an important character to the scheme of things. I just feel like, uh, uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm, this is not to say I didn't laugh. But I, I like the fact that he keeps talking to them in in, in Chinese, and they're just like, "What did he say?" <laughs> you know, where it's just like they they don't even know, you know. But well, I, 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 love, I did. I, sorry, go ahead. Okay. I love that no, no, in that fight, he's all oiled up. Like, he takes his shirt off, and he's all, like, greasy and oiled up. And they even, like, accuse him of, like, oiling himself up so they can't get a hand, you know, so that they can't get a, a grip on him and stuff. I mean, it's just Carter is just such – he's so many martial arts cliches that that it makes it, it makes it fun. It would have been nice if it had been played a little more subtly, though. I think it would have been more effective if it had been played a little more subtly. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. I also like the fact that uh, uh, Hang uh, at the at the funeral makes fun of the fact that uh, he, he looks like he's taking the testosterone supplements, you know, instead of like you know, too much testosterone gives you a little weird. <laughs> the fact that he probably has a little dick. <laughs> I did laugh at that and then all that stuff, but it, it's it's pretty much when they get to the way where he fights the three of them, where it's just like, okay. All right, now now you just you, you're losing me here, uh, you know. But I mean, it's it. Uh, I, I I still stick with it because, like you said, he is very much an important character in the scheme of things. But uh, I just like you said, it, he could have been a little more subtle with his uh, performance. Let's talk about really quick. Uh, let's also we've talked a lot about Alain Yui as as Danny and how he's great, but let's let's give a little bit of love to Ron Yuan and and Mikkel Shannon Jenkins because yes. I think they're both terrific in this movie, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, especially Ron. Uh, I I, uh, I I I turned in my review and I made sure to point out that I feel like Ron is the heart of of the movie. He he is you know Ron is someone who's been in numerous action movies uh over the years uh one of our favorites uh drive he has a a bit part in that as a as a henchman and of course stuff like uh ring of fire ring of fire 2 blood and steel um and he's he's been putting in work he's uh blood and bone he's also in that uh and uh he's been he's been a fan favorite he's been one of my favorites every time he shows up he's like when uh, al leong shows up or james lou or Thomas Rosales Jr. When, whenever they show up in movies, like, hey, I know that guy. Oh, yeah. You know? And uh, to see him get such a meaty role and just be so just great at it, I, I, I love it. I love it. And, and he's, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's like, he's the one that, because uh, it comes out that Danny and Jim had a falling out. Uh, they went to Japan together. And uh, at the last minute, Danny backed out, leaving Jim there behind. And so they haven't been seeing eye to eye ever since that. And Hang is the one who brings them together, you know, like, like, hey, let, let's let's forget all that. We're here to do this for seafood because you know he was our teacher, and um, like, and I, I love how like in the bar scene where, where that come where that comes up, and and Hang is like, well, you know, in, in the in the years since we've seen each other, none of y'all reached out to me, but you know, I don't care. You know, I, I love you guys and I miss you guys. And, you know, and we're here to do it, you know, the thing to see you know, what happened to our, our, our teacher. And that's what we're here to do. So let's just forget all that and come together. And, like, you know, 
that him being a character that's able to look past, like even when they shitted on him, you know, is is I, I love that. And Ron plays it so beautifully. And uh, I, I I think he's probably my favorite character in the film. Also, like uh, the when when he's he's talking shit about how, you know, in in the, when they go in to meet up with Jim, and and he's telling them about the you, you don't you know a powerful kick. Uh, there's no power for there's no power in it because you can't hear it. You have to be able to hear it, you know. And then uh, he goes to the demonstrator and you know he fucks his knee up and stuff. Uh, you know, he's he's such a great character and, and Ron gives such a great performance. And I, I I love I love Ron in the movie so much. Well, and it's so nice to see him play because you know Ron is so often the villain in movies you know he's he's like you Mm -hmm. mentioned he's a classic that guy and he's usually a classic that guy is a villain so it's so nice to see him play such a kind caring compassionate character um he's definitely the heart and soul of the movie i mean he's he's the reason that danny finally gets inspired to you know to go stop all of this because he's the only one that shows up you know, and and, and right. they do they do set it up well. I mean, Danny's not wrong. He's like, I got I got a kid. I can't go get killed by this guy that has poison. You know, that has mastered poison fingers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's like you're kind of like, well, Danny's not wrong, but um, sometimes you know, again, in the best of these kinds of movies, the fight comes to you whether you want it to or not. Um, yeah. So I definitely think Ron is great. I also was i i loved seeing our boy turbo again be a very kind caring compassionate character like like this is such a 180 degrees opposite of you know and i have to admit i know mikhail shannon jenkins has had a very successful career but uh, I haven't seen many of the movies that he's been in. Um, and so for me, he's always going to be turbo, but he, this is such a completely different role. I mean, Jim is just like, I love that Jim doesn't even really have much of a role to play in the last fight, except for to be Danny's corner man, essentially. Right. Like that's what he is. He's Danny's corner man. And, uh, and I think it works terrifically. Like I, and it's just, it's so different seeing him like smile genuinely as opposed to smile cocky like Turbo does, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we, we've had our criticisms of Matthew Page, but other than that, I think top to bottom, the acting in this movie is just fucking terrific. Oh, yeah. 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 Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like that. Uh, he, he's, the, he's the one of them that has completely forgot his, his Kung Fu training. And uh, when when they go to fight the the, the three punks, that uh, he immediately goes to his jujitsu training because he doesn't remember a thing about uh, his kung fu training. I forgot. <laughs> I, I forgot. I forgot everything. Uh, I'm trying to remember. And it's like, okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, he just goes into it. <laughs> but yeah, he he he's great. He's great. Uh, uh, yeah, he's he's a, he's a lot warmer, but uh, uh, you know, it's still that same like. Uh, I don't know. It's just the the the. I guess him as a performer, uh, he uh, w- like he has that 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 smile. With like, even if it's a heartwarming smile or a cocky smile, it's still like you know just that 
<laughs> you know, like it still seems a little cocky to me because I guess because I'm I'm just like I'm looking at Turbo. You know? No, no, it does. He, he definitely has a smile where when he smiles, it like lights up his face. But you also feel like he's kind of like making fun of you the whole time, right? Like, yeah. like, like, like you'd tell a joke and he'd have that smile, but there's that little hint of it's like he's giving you like a courtesy laugh, you know? Like it's 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 very much that. But uh, no, I I. I think, and I think the interplay between all three of them is uh, so nicely done. Um, I, I really uh, got very choked up the scene when they're finally all sitting down and rewatching all the old videos, and yeah. and Jim finds out that that Danny punked out on him because he couldn't handle the fact that you know, he had broken his relationship with, with Sifu Chung, basically, you know, like it's just, there's, there's, there's some really nice scenes like that. And, and the three of them have such an easy chemistry together that it doesn't, you mm. know, you, you see a lot of movies. I, I'm pulling one out of the, just my ass trapped in paradise with Nicholas Cage, John Lovett, Stana Carvey, terrible movie, absolutely staggeringly awful movie, even though I love Nicholas Cage. But the three of them feel so forced in that movie. Uh, you know, you see these movies where you get these groups and they're supposed to be longtime best friends. And you're like, well, you guys look like you can barely fucking stand one another. This even at the worst, even when Jim's pissed off at Danny after all these years, there's still you really feel the affection between the three of them. Like and that that is really hard to pull off. And that is absolutely down to both the script, the direction and the casting just nailing the three leads in this movie. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like there were four. So the, the utterly great um Especially when they challenge the three punks and they're just sitting there, you know, and they they they're trying to slip back into their 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 the three tigers kind of like uh, persona, and they just don't have it anymore. It was like, you know, you you, you kids were acting like your disciple. Uh, 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 Sifu only had uh, uh, three disciples. He only had three disciples, and he's the emotions to, to Danny to show his arm, and he's like, show him what. Your arms. Oh, I didn't know you were gonna do that. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know. I love all that stuff. I do. I do. Yeah. Well, Rob, this was supposed to be a quick thirty-minute episode, and we've now gone well past twice that long. So I think we should probably start. As we keep talking about this movie forever, but I think we should start winding it down. Is there any other uh, quick sort of final thoughts or anything that you really, you know, are like? If I don't get to talk about this, I'm I'm gonna kick myself. Oh, um. Uh, just a shout out to uh, the writer director uh, Bajran. Uh, the 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 world he created and the characters he created are utterly fantastic, and his direction of said world and characters and actors is is phenomenal. He did an exceptional job putting this all together. Um, uh, you know, considering that you know it was so long in development, and he finally got to make this movie. And it turned out as, as so great, uh, is real tribute to him. And uh, I know uh, he was a, a protege of like Corey Ewan, um, if I remember correctly. And um, yeah, the, uh, he really shows that in the, in the way he handles the the, the, the fight scenes, uh, fight scenes like like we mentioned, uh, uh, Sam Loke and uh, uh, Ken uh, Kitagua. Uh, did an exceptional job putting together the fight scene. And like you said, Mike, it, it really is uh, 
uh, amazing how, you know, this obviously, you know, low budget feature was able to outshine all the action movies that have come out, like, you know, with bigger budgets and all that stuff. And the, uh, specifically that uh, Mortal Kombat movie. But uh, I promised myself, you know, I, I, would, I would not mention that movie anymore. Uh, I think we've said all that needs to be said about that one, but uh, it, it goes, to know, goes to show that when you have a director who knows what he wants and, and knows exactly what he's doing when it comes, not just, you know, uh, storytelling and, and filmmaking and uh, uh, fight choreography, you can work wonders regardless of how much money you have. Just when you have uh, a bunch of talented people who are passionate about the subject and they come together, uh, I, I think it, it's glorious. And uh, I, I love seeing it like that. Uh, I wish this would get like a bigger push compared to something, you know, product like Mortal Kombat. But uh, hopefully with uh, I was showing love, you know, with this discussion and the numerous reviews I've seen, including my own, who've been raving about the movie, hopefully like, you know, it get more people to check it out and, and give it the, uh, the, the views and the love it deserves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be singing the praises of this one for a while. And I, and I do just to, to tag onto what you said, you know, the fights in this are so unbelievably cleanly shot. Um, and, and that is also really a testament to just not bow, but, but the hiring people like, you know, Ken and like Andy and Brian Lee and, you know, so folks, if you if you like the fights in this, please, please, please do go on YouTube. Find old Zero Gravity videos. Find the stunt people videos. Find uh, right now, Martial Club is making martial arts videos that will blow your mind. Brian Sloyer and Sloyer Stunts are making martial arts videos that will blow your mind. Uh, Common Ramen Studios, Gabriella Corvina, like the YouTube martial arts world is heavenly right now it is there is so much talent on display and so much of it is unbelievably well shot unbelievably well styled with some really talented people and they cast a bunch of them in this movie and so you know that's my thing give this movie your love and then jump on youtube and give those people your love because for every mediocre action movie that comes out there is some kid in Brooklyn or Oakland or L.A. or someplace else that is literally killing himself to try and entertain you uh, for the cost of, a, you know, a double cheeseburger. Um, so yeah. so please give them the love. And, and hopefully this movie does inspire a lot more fans of indie action like that, because this is. This is an indie action movie through and through. You know, I consider this in the same category as Death Grip and Unlucky Stars and and Plan B and Rope-A-Dope and, you know, and all those movies that you and I bonded over. Fucking Broken Path, you know, that we bonded mm-hmm. over, but that five other people in the world have seen. And, and this one has a real chance of maybe at least breaking out a little bit more than that. So I, I, I am going to be pushing this one quite a bit. Uh, to get people to see it. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. Uh, I know uh, uh, our boy Vice has jumped on it. Uh, uh, Lee has been big, big champion of this movie for a while. Uh, yeah, um, hopefully, the, you know, enough people see see the love and just go out and seek it out. You know, it's there on major platforms. You know, you don't have to go to the theater to see it. You can stay in the comfort of your own home and watch it. 
be safe. If, you know, you you feel uncomfortable going to a theater just yet. Uh, but yeah, please, please check it out because this is such a wonderful film. And, and uh, just, just watch it. And like Mike said, uh, you know, you see all the, the, the various individuals in, the, in this film. Like, like I said, a uh, big fan of Marshall Club. Uh, go check out their channel and all that stuff. Go find Zero Gravity Stunt Team's work. It's all over YouTube. Um, uh, I will say, though, that uh, I remember you and me talking about Marshall Club and we referenced Mortal Kombat and, uh, like, how, how you know, some kids are just doing stuff. And uh, I remember you and me were talking about the Marshall Club's Mortal Kombat-inspired video and how it, it has better editing and uh, fight choreography and... Um, cinematography than that movie and they did it in their fucking living room you know which which is you know, <laughs> it, it literally in their living room they literally you can literally see the sofa in the background that they moved out of the living room so they could do the fight it, it, it is a glorious fight scene and like this these these are the people we should be championing you know uh uh andy and brian and, and like you said Sloyd stuns and uh gabriella um uh, the stunt people, like all, all those people should be championing and stuff because they're really the ones that are holding it together. Like like I, I mentioned uh, in our Ninja 2 uh, conversation, uh, who, who's going to, when, when Scott is not able to be able to do this anymore, who's going to be there to hold the torch? Well, these guys are. You know, they're there, you know, they're young, they're fresh and, and they're doing it and they're doing exceptional work and they, they need all our support, you know, because they're the like like your 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 sub series. They are the future of action, and you know, so we have to look to them to, and support them as best as we could. Well, and so many of them are actually doing stunts on Shang Chi uh, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So go watch That's their right. videos. Go watch their videos now, and then you can feel very cool when Shang Chi comes out, and you can be like, "Oh, I know that guy. I know that guy." Like you, you get ahead of the curve on this one. You get to be like me and Rob, where we get to just sit back and be like, "Yeah, we know who that guy is. We're cool." So go be one yeah. of us. Check out all these videos. Check out these guys um, because they're they're. They are, like you said, Rob, they are the future of action. In in 10 years, we are, God willing, we are going to be talking about Andy Lee and Andy Long and and some of these other folks the way that we talk about Scott Adkins now. Um, and so, you know, get ahead of the curve, people. No, most definitely, most definitely. All right, Rob, I know you hate it, but plug some shit. Where can people find you? Oh, of course, uh, you can find me at the Action Drunkies. Uh my podcast discussing action films from all over uh, regions and time. Uh, me and my brother, Mac, the all-star uh, you can find us at, at action drunkies on Twitter, the action drunkies on Instagram. You can find us, uh, the action drunkies, uh, our Facebook group on uh, uh, also YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, which we will be adding stuff to that hopefully soon. Uh, if I could heal up in time, <laughs> uh, you can find me as the Senate Junkie on uh, Twitter, uh, the Cinema Junkie on Instagram and YouTube, as well as Facebook. Uh, shout out to my brother Mac the All Star. You can find him on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, and his Twitch channel. Uh, he has a Twitch channel where he's doing the, he's, he's playing his games because he's the gamer, not me. I, the, the, if you have any video game questions, go strictly to him because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Uh, also, uh, 
my uh, uh, my other podcast that, that I'm a part of, The House That Screams, uh, hosted by my, my 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 sister from another Mister Candy, the Final Girl. Uh, uh, she she's actually under the weather at the moment. Uh, I actually had a big thing to do yesterday. We actually had to host an episode of The House That Screams last night, uh, um, where we talked Slumber Party Massacre one and two. Uh, feel better, Candy. She will be back soon to 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 to, to bring you stuff because uh, I the, uh, I I barely held it together. Everybody says I did a great job, but I barely held it together, in my opinion. Um, but uh, also the shout out to my boy Michael Cook from Hit Rewind, uh, Daniel Epler from the Cobbsworth Podcast, who I just did an episode with, uh, Lindsay from uh schlock and all who i just recorded an episode with and uh shout out to you mike as always uh it's always weird to shout you out as i'm talking to you but fuck it uh you're the man and i love you so the shout out to you for having me come here to discuss this movie as you know thinking it was the end with our discussion on ninja 2 but uh mike managed to slip me back in there as he always does uh so shout out to you mike i love you man <laughs> love you too brother you know you could uh, since i know how much you hate plugging stuff you could cut all of that if you just got a damn linktree because then you could be like me and say you can follow us at linktree slash adkins undisputed pod or you can find my work with the dana buckler show at linktree slash dana buckler show See how easy that is, Rob. <laughs> you know, you know what? This is this is what this is why I love Mike and shit because he's absolutely fucking right. Why did I think of that? How <laughs> uh, did the fuck did I think of that? Holy oh, shit! Hey, you are. Oh shit! I'm an idiot. <laughs> Oh, man, I love you, brother. I love you so much. Uh, folks, <laughs> check out Paper Tigers. Uh, we, uh, we did just drop uh, a new episode this week with the great outlaw Vern talking about the legend of Hercules. We're back next week with the incredible Alex Rayo, a.k.a. One Perfect Headshot, to talk Wolf Warrior. Um, but before you do any of that, just just watch this fucking movie. Um, I, I, if we haven't sold you on it yet, we never will. But if we have to come door to door to get people to watch watch this movie rob rob will start in brooklyn i'll start in salt lake and we'll meet you know in fucking omaha or something and we'll we'll (laughs) we'll go door to door the whole way to do it so uh rob thank you so much man have a great rest of your day thank you man you too man thank you